Hello everyone, this is Julian Mousseli speaking. I am the general manager for WeFight in the US and the host of the Pharma Leaders podcast. Pharma Leaders is a must for people interested in hearing more from senior decision makers, VPs and C-levels from leading organizations within the pharma industry. For our third episode, we decided to focus on partnerships between pharma and startups with the objective to identify key success factors and starting with a question that seems very obvious, but that we still too often see unaddressed. What is the ROI? And to cover this topic, I am very keen to interview Alexandre Capé. To be honest, I don't think there is someone best positioned to cover this topic. I mean, Alex spent seven years at Sanofi in the mergers uh, and acquisition space with a focus on digital therapeutics. He then joined Volontis as their chief strategy and marketing officer, and ultimately, he became their chief operating officer. Then he went back to Pharma at Bayer, this time as a VP head integrated care in the digital commercialization and ecosystem department. And last but not least, he recently joined MindMaze, a digital neurotherapeutics company based in Switzerland. And by the way, MindMaze is the first Swiss unicorn. So Alex, again, thank you so much for accepting the invite. And do you want to add anything as part of your intro? Thanks very much, Julia, for having me today. It's really great to be with you here. And as brief intro of myself, I've been working in life science for 20 plus years. And over the last 12 years, I've been specifically working in digital health with experience both in large pharma groups like Bayer or Sanofi and in scale-up organization like Volontis or MindMaze. And my main focus areas are partnership between this kind of large and small organization, obviously, and more broadly, go-to-market strategies. All right, thanks, Alex. Let's go straight to the point now. We see a growing number of pharma and startup partnerships. What is pharma expecting from a startup that they actually can get from a more historic external provider? Well, this is a great question, Julian. Let me step back on the overarching pharma strategy in digital. We can say that the pharma investment in digital have two distinct objectives, either optimizing the capabilities along the value chain or expanding the business based on innovative and, and differentiating approaches. If we focus on the latter objective, we typically speak about the digital health solution that bring a clinical value, like for instance, a digital therapeutic or a digital disease management program. Here, pharma companies are always ready to partner with a startup. And I think that almost all of the world's top 20 pharma companies already have a partnership in place with the digital health startup. And uh, we have probably more than 50 partnerships in place today. And here, what a pharma company typically seeks in this kind of partnership is the right asset, the right expertise, and the agile mindset to make it happen. So pharma companies, from these perspectives, are convinced that they need the right partner to succeed. But beyond the need to partner, I think that pharma are truly enthusiastic about digital health solutions that bring a clinical value, right? And, and they are 
two main reasons for that. First, from a pharma perspective, right? The first reason is that this kind of digital health solutions, in fact, it sounds like a drug to a pharma company. I mean, even if it's a software-based solution, it delivers a clinical intervention. It is a sort of mechanism of action, so to speak. And this is often backed by clinical evidence, which in turn can support a claim, which in turn can require a regulatory clearance. I mean, it is a very similar DNA to a drug. So this is the first reason, but it's not sufficient. The second reason, obviously, it brings value. It brings value to pharma, whatever the model, either as a standalone solution or in combination with a drug. In any case, the digital health solution improve the treatment pathways, expand the therapeutic arsenal. And on top of this, the digital health solution will collect real-world data and enable a connection to the patient. So all in all, this is why pharma are really enthusiastic and more than ready to partner with startup today. Let me start with the second part of your question, Julian. Over the last years, pharma companies have developed learnings, right? And now, I think they know much better what is a valuable digital asset in terms of market needs, in terms of software quality, evidence, monetization schemes, delivery model, right? And then as a startup, if you check all these boxes, obviously you become a potential partner to a pharma. There is no doubt. But at the same time, the startup that checks all the boxes can also feel strong enough not to partner with the pharma and go on their own. And this is something that we see more and more, right? And so let's double down here on the pharma-focused business model and the very first part of your question, Julia. If you have a digital solution that brings a clinical value that potentially is prescription-based, then I think it makes a lot of sense to partner with a pharma player to leverage the existing footprint of this pharma player, to leverage the commercial capabilities of this pharma player, right? So pharma has the infrastructure to access the market, to inform the market, and then to win it. And please, just let me elaborate a bit here and go through these uh, three very standard and progressive steps towards the market. First, when it comes to access the market, you need to establish the clinical value, the economical value of your solution. Then you need to define the right monetization scheme. Then you need to potentially prepare, submit, and negotiate a reimbursement dossier. Just think about that. It clearly relates to the pharma core capabilities in clinical development and in market access. So this is the first step. The second step is when it comes to inform the market. Usually, it starts with small-scale rollout. So you just target patient groups, medical societies, few KOLs, right? You reach out to them. You explain the clinical value. You somehow establish the trust by reassuring them on the quality, the safety, the data privacy, the liabilities, and so on and so forth. As a pharma, you have both the reach and the credibility to do that. And then you enter, let's say, the third step when it comes to deploy at scale and win the market so more broadly. And I think that, again, the pharma sales and marketing teams are well-equipped, super well-equipped 
to target the right centers, the right healthcare professionals, then to reach out to them two, three, ten times per year as needed, then to organize staff, congresses, symposia, then to deploy multi-channel campaigns to monitor the customer satisfaction and so on and so forth. I think this is the core expertise of pharma as well with their MSL, sales reps, key account manager, patient support programs, all this, right? So at the end of the day, in life science, I think that you have very few players that have this kind of commercial capabilities. So for a startup with a clinical grade solution, I think it's a must to at least consider a partnership with a pharma player. We have seen successful partnerships between pharma and startup, right? Many successful pilots, several successful rollouts at a country level. I think that what we haven't seen yet, as far as I know, is a successful large-scale rollout in multiple major markets. There are obviously obstacles to get there, right? But this will come. I mean, we will see successful at scale multinational partnerships between pharma and startup. Now, I don't have a playbook to make a partnership successful, right? But maybe just a few tips. And actually, I see clearly five guiding principles to build a collaboration between a startup and a pharma. The first one is obviously the vision. I mean, you need between the two partners to share the vision. You have to be aligned on the problem that uh, you want to solve jointly. This is the first thing. The second thing is the sponsorship. You need, as a startup, to get the senior leadership endorsement on the pharma side. I mean, one executive has to be convinced by the value of the digital solution and has to be ready to align the organization to implement it. The third one relates to the performance metrics. I mean, we need to define what the partners want to achieve together and what are the core metrics that really reflect the value creation. I mean, when you have such metrics, you can then implement the right incentives. You can then align the partners on the relevant value sharing principles. And at the end of the day, you build a win-win deal. Number four is the governance. And it's from a very operational standpoint, you need to make the most of the complementary skill set of the two partners, right? And this requires to clearly delineate the responsibilities, to build a race, to implement a standard project management. I think the right government is really crucial to deliver against the objectives of the partnership. And last, I think the mindset matters as well. So monitor the progresses, touch base regularly, review the data, adjust the action plan as needed, right? I think the collaborative mindset is super key to keep the momentum and then enable the scalability of the partnership. I know it sounds like I'm stating the obvious here, right? But I think that I'm afraid it's really much easier said than done. All right, most of the pharma startup collaboration that we see are in fact only proof of concepts. Very few actually manage to take the partnership to the next level and make it a long-term collaboration. Why? I mean, do you have any advice on what should be considered to stand out of the crowd for the startups? The very essence of the relationship between a large pharma and a startup is asymmetrical. And as a startup, don't try to look bigger than you are. I think just be transparent on your reality. For instance, if your pharma partner asks you 
to develop too many features or to launch in too many markets. Just explain. Just explain what it takes in terms of resources. Just show the risk that uh, it generates for you, right? And then open a fruitful conversation on the prioritization or on the compensation, okay? But just be as transparent as possible. Thanks, Alex. It was very insightful for the audience. Last positive vibe you want to share with people listening? Maybe an advice for entrepreneurs working with and for pharma? So this is really a piece of advice, right? But now turning to a more positive vibe, I think that the partnership success is simply fueled by the early successes. I mean, as soon as you get good figures or first commercial traction, this has to be emphasized. This has to be put forward. It just shows that it works and that it should be scaled now. So communication matters a lot in this pharma startup partnership, right? And you know, both partners, they believe in the solution. They are passionate. They want to make it successful. So keeping the momentum is really crucial and a small success will bring a huge success afterwards. Thank you.